0: to the Fight Podcast, hosted by Sergio Vicente. The Fight Podcast is brought to you by Sage Eats. Sage Eats is a Chicago-based healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring company. They deliver healthy, organic, custom meals directly to your home or office. For those of you not in Chicago, Sage Eats also offers online fitness mentoring, where your personal fitness mentor will send you four weeks' worth of workouts that are customized to your body and your goals. Your mentor is available seven days a week to answer questions and offer support. Sign up for Sage Eats at www.sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off your first three months. Now here's your host of the FIGHT podcast, Sergio Vicente.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah! (laughs) We're here! Welcome to episode 16 of the Fight Podcast. I, as every week, am your host, Serge Vicente. And, uh, yo... This week has been bananas. Uh, all the smoke, all the craziness is going on, not only in the worlds of uh, fighting and combat sports where people call each other out. Uh, man, it seems like hip-hop is going to be the exact same thing. It's so crazy. All the smoke. Seems like everybody all wants to smoke. Uh, yo, we have a great, great... Great show for you today. Uh, we have an exclusive, exclusive today, and I'm gonna talk about that in a moment. Um, we will be recapping the controversy uh, of UFC fight night Liverpool, and we'll also go ahead and recap Bellator 200. And it In the UFC's Most, let's be honest It's the UFC's most fire division Right now Uh, We might have a new contender You know, I don't know Uh, We'll be talking about boxing Things that's going on in boxing And much more in this episode Of the Fight Podcast Um, The exclusive The exclusive I was talking about um, We have an interview today Our first interview here on the Fight Podcast with heavy way prospect and 100% future champ Juan the Kraken Adams a great great interview we have coming up with him very very soon uh, remember, guys, the, the Fight Podcast is brought to you each and every week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meal prep and fitness men- mentoring. Uh, sign up for Sage Eats at www.sageeatschicago.com Apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off your first not one, not two, but three months. Uh, remember to follow the Fight Podcast on all social media. Apply At The Fight Podcast And follow me Serge Vicente Um, And support the show Check out our website www.thefightpodcast.com Subscribe Listen Rate share. We're on iTunes and SoundCloud. We have merch to per. We have dope, dope hoodies. We have dope t-shirts. So go ahead, support the show. Um, and with that said, man, let's go ahead and jump into it. Um, this week, t- again, today I have something a little special for you guys. Um, we're going to start off with our prospect alert. Uh, this week, Heavyweight prospect And I'll say it here first I'll stand on my conviction I have no doubts That this gentleman is going to be a future champ Juan The Kraken Adams This dude is 3-0 Not only has In his To all his seven fights He has three professional fights He has four uh, He has Um Four amateur fights, and yo, pro-wise, nobody has gotten out of the first round. In fact, yo, I don't even think anybody's gotten out of the first three minutes. He's an incredible wrestler. This dude is enormous. You're talking about a guy who's plus the 265 limit. He has to cut to get there. He has to cut that gets to get to 265 and he's almost three bills with abs. Um incredible ground game, incredible power. Um, I have never seen a guy that big move as quickly and as swiftly as he does. Um, When he has his opponents on the ground, most time you see with big guys, you see them kind of, you know, just using their size and strength to get around people. Not the Kraken. This dude slices through guy's guards just like Diaz sliced through McGregor's guard. It's incredible. It really is. And the difference is as the moment he gets on top, he has some of the most savage ground and pound I have ever seen. Um... Again, let me let me, let me double, double back. Um, his next fight, his last fight, was January twenty sixth. He dispatched of his opponent in like a minute and a half. I mean, this this it was I mean, it's three minutes, but still <clears throat> not even close. The moment that the, the guy was taken down, the fight was one hundred percent over um his next fight and i cannot wait for this is gonna be july 31st Well, he will fight on the the week seven of dana white's contender series um it's the last week and he'll be fighting five and one fellow prospect sean teed um sean teed is good he's solid He's going to get worked. It's not even a question. I mean, he's going to go out there. And and just like the rest of Juan's fights, I do not see this getting out of the first round. Um, super excited to see him. And I cannot wait to see him in the big shows. So check this out. I had the pleasure of catching up with Juan this week. And look, not only is he a beast of a fighter, He's an incredible dude He's incredibly well-rounded And you know what? Without further ado Heavyweight monster Juan the Kraken Adams Here exclusively On the Fight Podcast Alright, Juan, please, brother please I appreciate go. you being on here, man I really do uh, This is gonna be a little different Like we talked about before, man Than most things And um, First and foremost, again, 3-0, three finishes, uh, m- m- destroying people left and right. I think what all together has you as like with amateur and everything, 7-0, nobody's gotten out of the first round at all.
2: Uh, well, my first two amateur fights, uh, they were only three-minute rounds, so both those guys made it a minute.
1: 20 something into the second round, but nobody's lasted five minutes, so... Man, that, see? That, that's incredible, man. So it has you, like I said, I was looking at it, I mean, the number ranked fighter coming out of Texas like Prospect coming up right now um, like I say you tra- train with like you know Curtis Blades and all those dudes um, one of the only guys that actually has to cut to get down to to, uh, to 265 but it still has abs uh, it, yep. it, man it, it's awesome man so again thank you so much like I said did I miss anything I, I don't I, I want to make sure I'm giving you your right you know your, your, your due, man That's-
2: uh no, man, that's
1: uh, that's pretty accurate. <laughs> we work hard for them, man. <laughs> that's what's up, man. No, like seriously, I was watching um your last fight with LFA, and that just uh, didn't seem fair, man. Yeah, it it's, it's, it seems like as soon as you get on top of dudes, and one thing I've noticed, man, um the way, and especially you don't see this a lot with big guys, the way you cut through people's guards is ridiculous um, most times especially with big bigger guys you don't see like that athleticism you see dudes end up you know just just using like pure strength and power just to get over dudes you know uh kind of like your boy like you say your h-town brethren out there like the black beast he just ends up you know th- throwing himself around and he ends up getting it but no I, the way you cut through you know and then you get the mount on guys is, is, is incredible especially because i mean as you know mount in MMA, especially nowadays, is like a lost start. Like people jumping in the mountain is really a lost start. And seeing you do that, especially being as big and athletic you are, is crazy, man. So I just want to salute to you for that, man. You're you're just like oh, I said, you, a monster, man. Um, but yeah, man, like I said, what we're gonna do, I want to do something a little different. I want to ask you uh-huh. ten questions. Uh, I wanted you again, they're they're gonna be open-ended, so I want to just kind of get to know you, and I want you know my listeners and everything else to get to know you as well. That uh, right, sounds good Definitely man So For you uh, What purchase Of $100 or less Has most positively Impacted your life Over the last Six months $100 or
2: less Yeah uh, That's tough Because all my training gear Is like well over <laughs> So uh, Let's think about this one $100 or less uh, Actually, probably a book. Um, okay. I bought uh, I bought this book
1: by uh, by Renee Brown. Okay.
2: And it was uh hold on, let me pull it out. It was uh it was about her her work in shame uh, shame research and stuff like that. Hold on, it's it's in Audible actually. Let me pull it up
1: real quick. Bro, I love Audible, man.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, I normally like to read it myself so I can get a better better view of everything or uh actually like take notes on the stories and things like that right and and go back uh so it's called let's see uh braving the wilderness okay uh yeah let's see and uh yeah the quest for true belonging and the courage to stand alone dope Dope. Yeah, and it's actually playing right now. I'm going to turn it off real quick. <laughs>
1: right,
2: <here> <laughs> so, uh, you... yeah, but it was, that's, that's the one. Braving the Wilderness, uh, the quest for true belonging, and the ability to stay alone. So uh, that was a really good purchase for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just gone through a breakup at the time, and it was actually really affecting my fight camp. Uh, it was for my last fight, and that book uh, really taught me a lot about, you know, not trying to internalize everything,
0: right?
2: Uh, I do that. I do that a lot um, throughout my entire career. Actually, uh, it's like every loss or every failure in life. Mm-hmm. I kind of internalized it and thought I was the failure and things like that. But it really taught me how to focus on the things that you can control, as opposed to trying to control everything. Right. And uh, using things that you can control to more positively influence other aspects of your life Mm -hmm. but you have to recognize variables and things like that and realize there's a difference between being bad and doing a bad thing so that was huge for me
1: that's dope um do you do and again this is just a uh like kind of off the but um do you do like a like you know in reading more like books like that or like because i know a lot of people especially now are doing things along the lines of especially because you know therapy is something that people are like talking about now and then people also like have like mental coaches and things like that is that something that you also do uh
2: actually yeah so um I started having like a real bad performance anxiety in college, and it mm-hmm. was a uh, and like I said, it was it was towards the end of my career. Yeah, I didn't really know what I was gonna be doing next, so mm-hmm. I thought my entire identity was wrapped up in my athletic career. And so once I got past that, I went in I went into therapy for that in, in college, and um, you know it was nothing but good things and uh so then right when, when my mom passed away i started uh dealing with a little bit of depression uh pretty bad and um i went back into i went back in for that And after that little, after that session, or after I dealt with my mom's death and everything, Mm I haven't really needed to go back. But uh, anytime I am feeling low, I do get books like that. I make sure to surround myself with not necessarily like over-the-top positive things, Mm -hmm. but things that address um, when things aren't right. And it teaches better coping mechanisms and better coping tactics and things
1: like that. Dope. Dope man, that's that's great, and it's cool because a lot of people and even myself that I've just started going recently. And uh, when I was actually trying to compete, I swear I wish I went because man, it's like every time they you hear that click click of the cage, you're like, why am I doing this? Like this is bananas. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you know, so I mean, but for people to actually like hear somebody say like, no nah, man, like this is real, I take care of it is a huge thing. So that's really dope, man. Um, keeping on the same lines of books, uh, since we're talking about it, what is the book? And again, it seems like you're a well-read dude. Uh, what is the book that you've given the most as a gift, and why, if any, or say or if it's. It's actually the book that I've
2: given most as a gift. It's not even a, it's not a self-help book at mm-hmm. all. Uh, it's actually a Homeland. By okay. uh, R. A. Salvatore. Okay, which, uh, it's, a, it's a sci-fi fantasy book, and it's uh oh. it's about this dark elf named Drizzy Duord, and uh, basically he's an anomaly. Uh, he's super proficient at everything, pretty much, and his uh, he's battling the stigma of his own race, and it's the kind of, it's kind of the signature character for Dungeons and Dragons, Drizzy uh-huh. Duordan, he's, he's a dark elf, and uh, he's art, he's Rob Salvatore's. Premier, uh, premier character. So that's kind of the start of his journey, and like it got me started reading those books. And uh, it's one of like it's my favorite, one of my favorite fictional characters. So I always recommend that book. And if people like it, it gets them hooked. And, that's you know sure. There's like 20, at least 20 books in the series
1: now. Hey, man, but I say, when it's like that, you, you never have enough, man. So are you more of a, uh, like I said, you, you like sci-fi and like fantasy kind of stuff? Or like usually it's like either people like sci-fi or like fantasy, man. Where are where you at? Uh,
2: I, I prefer both, actually. So <laughs> Star Wars fan fiction uh, was huge for me growing okay. up. I love Star Wars fan fiction. But I love fantasy. Uh, so if I had to pick just one, aside from star wars i'd probably go fantasy just because uh there's Piers anthony in there then you've got your jk rowling with the harry potter series yeah uh, that uh fantasy also encompasses middle earth so the lord of the rings is all in there and then of course uh Salvatore's work and uh the companions of the guard and uh forgotten realms does some great work with that so
1: dope. Man, I, I haven't read uh, Salvador stuff, man. I might have to check that out. I've definitely read like all the Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I get you know, really big on uh, I used to love that kind of stuff, man. Alright. Alright, so it seems like you said throughout life like I said, you've had, you know, different trials and tribulations and things like that. So um how has failure or like apparent failure set you up for success in the future? Um
2: uh- it's it's like I tell everyone, uh, everyone that that comes to me when they're going through a hard time is, you know, life isn't this. It's not a linear thing, you know. There's, right. I, I compare it to, you know, a lot of people want to compare it to climbing a mountain in the sense where you, you know, you go up, you reach the top, and then you come down. But for me, it's more like a you're. You know, your entire life is this range of mountains, right? Mm -hmm. There's all kinds of different peaks, there's valleys, and without those low points, you're not gonna gonna, one recognize the high points, you're not gonna appreciate them either. And you know, when you are at a low point, or um, anytime you're at a low point in a in a peak or a valley, or you know, I view it as the the bottom of a peak, uh, the bottom of a valley, right? And you know, like, hey. I've overcome everything up until this point. Mm. So I based on history, you know, I'm gonna overcome this. Right. And also, you know, this might not be the lowest I've ever been, but this the lowest I can remember. Mm. And there's only one way to go but up. And once I get to the top, or once I overcome this, I'm gonna have a newfound appreciation and a newfound perspective on life. So that's what I always advise for people and, and you know failure is it's tough There's nobody likes to fail you know mm-hmm. there's nobody wakes up in the morning and says man I'm going to go right. fail and everything I try today right. no you wake up and you, you want to succeed people generally want to be happy so you know when you do get those low points you just kind of got to I don't want to say power through but like if, if you can't get through it yourself it's definitely important to go talk to somebody or, or find a friend and if your friends can't help you then you go to a professional
1: absolutely so even for yourself uh, and, and it's 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 kind of a weird question to piggyback off of that, that last one but do you have like for your own personal like do you have and the reason I ask is being so the question is do you have like a favorite failure of yours and it's kind of a weird question but we all have like you know what I'm saying like everyone has those moments that to like ah that's what got me to this next space you know what I mean yeah
2: mm-hmm. um yeah I have, I have a couple favorite moments favorite uh, failures so mm-hmm. to speak so uh, the first one would be um, no, there's three so the first one was as uh, my last year of high school right um, I was uh, I was getting a couple looks to play Division one football. And I broke my hand the first uh, first game of my senior year, right? And uh, yeah. so all those, like, offers, were they were out the window, yeah. right? And uh, I had a couple places, like, oh, you can walk on here, you can walk on there. And uh, so at that point, I was like, all right, I'm going to give everything I have to my last year of wrestling. And, you know, I went to States and... I thought I was gonna. I thought I was gonna make it to the finals. I made it to the finals of every tournament that year, and I ended up getting fifth place. And so, that was that was a low point for me. I thought my athletic career was done. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, what ended up happening is uh, the coach from Virginia Military Institute hit me up uh, on my spring break, actually, and he told me, hey, uh, you know, I know you didn't win state or anything, we can't offer you any scholarship, but if you come here and you prove yourself, then we can put you on scholarship. And, you know, I accepted that. And so, nope. looking back, if I hadn't, if those, if that sequence of events hadn't happened, I wouldn't have ended up at VMI. And at VMI, even though, I did not enjoy the experience as a whole (laughs) it made me such a stronger person and it taught me so many valuable life skills and and granted me so many habits that made me successful today so that was the first uh failure as uh like that broken hand kind of set off a a cascade of events and um the next one was uh my my fifth year of college Mm -hmm. i actually um I was ranked number one I was seated number one at the, going into the conference tournament mm. and I uh, someone was just off that day right yeah. and I took fourth place um, and my mom actually called me right afterwards and kept asking like I guess I was in a hallway and she wasn't hearing my answer and I'm like Broken up. I'm crying. My mom's calling me like, "Hey, um, you know, are you going to nationals?" And I'm like, "I don't know. Are you going to nationals? I don't. I don't know. Um, we have to see if I get an at-large bid, but it's not looking good. And I knew deep down, like, I wasn't going to nationals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she kept asking me, kept asking me, and finally, I just screamed. And I was like, "No, just leave me alone, blah. <laughs> and
1: we've all had you know, those I, moments with our parents, man. <laughs> Huh? I was like, we've all had that moment with our parents.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that was a, that was just a, a huge failure for me, because like, mm-hmm. for me, losing my cool was, is, is a failure, right? Yeah. And I felt so bad. Um, me and my mom like, had an exchange. I hung up, whatever. Mm-hmm. I went back to school the next day, and she told me she had just gotten diagnosed with cancer that day, and that's what she was calling to tell me. And... I'll never forget like I just I just sank man like I didn't even go to my next class I um, I went to the the school counselor. and it was just like, like I didn't know I didn't know what to do and so that that was a, a huge failure for me And then when I when I came back home, she, she died that summer mm. and I, I had some low points um, But so well, that leads into the, the next failure, which is one of my more defining moments. And it was um it was after this, this this really bad breakup that I had, had, right? And uh man this chick was like 6'4, like everything I was looking for. Like I'm 6'5, <laughs> I'm like, yes. You know, we're gonna have some NBA baller type right? like this is this is the <laughs> one. And uh I'll never forget, I was twenty-three at the time, about to be twenty-four, and she yeah, had, like, broken up with me, like, right before my birthday. And, man, when I say I was low, like, that was that was real low for me. And, oh, I just found out I wasn't going, because I had an NFL tryout after college. Okay. You know? I just found out they weren't going to fly me out for the tryout, even. They wanted me to take another year. Mm-hmm. So I was, that failure combined with the relationship, and I just, I hit a new low. And at that moment, I was like, all right, well, this is this is where I'm going to try MMA now. And so... That's, that's what shit. set off uh, his career, and I, but at that moment I, I knew like I went back to counseling uh, for like for about a month, and at that point I knew I made up in my mind that I was never gonna let another failure or another attempted something define me, and um, you know so it's kind of what made me develop my own way of going about life and everything.
1: That's dope, man. I mean, that, that just shows that no matter what. And again, everything that I've seen and I've heard from you and even talking to you now, you're just like this like happy, seemingly upbeat person, you know. And uh, being that, you know, those have not, again, though, all those moments could have broken anybody's spirit, you know, in any way. And again, you're talking about like cancer. I, I was, And when I was telling you that I, I got finished um, fighting, like I stopped fighting is because uh, I was diagnosed with cancer uh, myself and for me like i said that's a moment so like if for anybody else like those individual moments could have stopped anybody from doing their thing for you you just continue rising and like like i said you're killing it now and you're going to continue g- going so that's really really dope to see how like those have really made you who the person you are you know that's awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, all right, man. I'm 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 gonna change the tune a little bit, man. I can't have us out here like all sad and whatnot talking about this <laughs> stuff. So, no, if you have a giant, like the biggest billboard ever, anywhere with anything on it, like metaphorically speaking, getting your message out to like everybody on the planet, what would it say? Um, it's like like Jesus Mero does the 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 rainbow. This is your rainbow. What does it say? Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> I would probably go something like, um, you know, it would definitely the focus on uh, religion. It was like, uh, I don't believe any any religion is inherently wrong. There's many paths to heaven. Uh, the path to hell is paved with good intentions. Just don't be an asshole. <laughs> That's probably what I would say.
1: <laughs> hey, will say we, You need that right up in every city, just right in the middle of the <laughs> That's dope. All right. Um. So how about this one? And I know again, for you, I know you. I'm sure you have like a bunch of like, equipment, all kind of other stuff. But for yourself, uh, what is one of the best or most worthwhile investments you've ever made?
2: Oof. Best investments I've ever made. Um, I, for me, I'd have to go with my car.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
2: you know, I've... Uh, i have a car i've got a jet ski but my my car is like it just pretty much sums me up i got i have a nissan pathfinder it's a big suv it's uh you know it's one of my favorite favorite investment because it gives you it gives me the ability to not only do what i need to do make a living for myself but it it allows me freedom also so i can i can just drive. If I'm having a bad day or I need to go clear my head, I can just hop in the car, throw on some tunes, and just drive for hours if I need to. And so. it, It's awesome because it allows me to... It can transform me to be with other people or it can mm. also provide me isolation and, and
1: that's what I love love about it. That's dope. That's a good one. I like that one. Um, so what... And I said we're almost going to wrap it up for you man but what are bad recommendations that you hear in your profession so in MMA what are like those the the bad recommendations that you hear people give like up and coming people or people someone's giving yourself even you're just kind of like bro that's that's not it you know do you have any of those
2: Uh yeah man um a lot of one thing is uh that I that I noticed a lot is uh um, People are kind of starting to. to there's a couple of things. They people are staying way longer amateur than mm-hmm. what they need to. Mm-hmm. You know, um, obviously I'm telling you, uh, not telling you not to listen to your coaches, but right. You know, there there comes a point where, where you only rise to the level of your competition, right? Mm-hmm. And so this is a a double part. So it goes along the line of just taking other people's advice too much Mm -hmm. if um so if you're if my coaches always told me they wanted me to do at least five amateur fights right yeah and i thought i was ready to go pro after my third one and i ended up taking a fourth one and knocked the guy out in like a minute and i was like you know what screw this like i'm going pro right now Yeah. yeah. i'm not cutting weight for free anymore i'm not doing any of this (laughs) stuff uh, for free anymore like I'm, I'm trying to get paid now like it's it's my time yeah, yeah. and the other one is um you know where, where people say like uh it's just like staying in, in, in one gym you know mm-hmm. i i'm all about loyalty um but I'm also a huge proponent of cross training like so all these people that tell you not to cross train mm-hmm. are i mean it's just wrong I'm telling you it is wrong no one gym has everything you need to get there every you look at the top athletes in anything none of them stay in one place ever ever
1: so that's true um yeah that's a good that's that's the biggest thing for me when people tell
2: you not to cross train or that you don't need to go other places Mm -hmm. that's the biggest load of crap you can possibly believe
1: Yo, it's good you say that too, because you really do hear people say, and maybe it's because of like, you know how people just don't want to share, I guess. But uh yeah. you hear it all the time. People are like, nah, you gotta stay here to do everything. But that's true, you're really not gonna get as good as you possibly can if you're not getting things from like all the brilliant people all around. Right. Yeah, because you go like like you know that whole saying, like you can learn something from a white belt, like somebody has, you know, you can learn something anywhere you go. So that's super dope, man. All right, brother. This is this is going to be the last one for you today, man. And thank you so much for your time, brother. Uh, you know, you were you going to be my, my first guest on the Fight Podcast, man. So I appreciate it, man. And uh, like I said, hopefully we can do this again many times, you know, throughout the years, man. Yeah, no problem, man. Of course. Yeah, man. Um, all right. So i going to finish a little fun, man. What is an unusual habit or, like, the craziest thing that you love? Like, what is, like, a wild, weird habit that you have that's, like, your thing no matter what?
2: Uh, Alright. <laughs> I was going to sound real weird, but, uh, My favorite thing is, uh... I actually like real wild underwear. Like, I like bright-colored <laughs> fluorescent underwear. Like...
0: <laughs>
2: like, uh, I was <laughs> like it's weird my, my favorite pair my favorite three pairs are like one's uh, bright yellow one's like magenta the ones I wear every way in the white yeah. pink wear. <laughs> I wear those that's uh, my other favorite pair and then my third favorite pair is this other it's like it's, it's Basically, it's mainly black, but it's got pink, blue, and yellow, like, neon, uh, like, stripes all over them. Hey, so, man. that's my thing. Like, I like crazy colored underwear.
1: <laughs> hey, bro, you need to, to holler at Rick and have him get you a Undy sponsorship, man. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: that'll be dope. That'll be dope. I wore a romper in my last... My
1: last... Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I can't yeah. lie, man. All, all, all the all the shows have gotten me, man. I, I I'm out there with you, man. I got all kinds of crazy stuff, man. That that's that, that's the ba- hey. It shows personality, man. What can you say? Exactly, exactly. You know. I um. Well, Juan, man, I, I appreciate your time, man. I really do. Um, this has been great. Um. Uh, parting shots man anything else you want to you know say to the people and anything and by the way like I said good luck uh on your fight coming up in the contender series I know it's week seven of the contender series uh um, yeah last one yeah man <laughs> hey, but it's saving the best for last man exactly, exactly. <laughs> um like I said fight wise like I said uh, really really man good luck with that and the rest of your career um like I said we'll definitely be watching. But yeah, anything you want to, you know, anything you want to say or anything. Uh yeah, man, guys, uh, just give me a
2: follow on Instagram. It's a uh, it's a good mix. I, I post some, I uh, post the emotional journey, the funny stuff, everything. Just- follow me on Instagram chosen One285. I updated almost daily on my story uh, so just give me a follow on there I promise you won't be
1: disappointed <laughs> that's what up. no you, you got a dope uh, IG and most people don't actually sh- like show their personality you definitely do on there man that's what's up Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey man we had to do our research you know <laughs> yeah, of course of course <laughs> all right man wait thank you again for everything um, good luck like I said week seven of the uh you know look at the contender series and uh man if you're ever in chicago like i said man look us up man would like to love to get some deep dish with you
2: yeah for sure man
1: <laughs> all right man have a good one man juan adams you i appreciate you brother no problem thank you have a good one all right you too man all right peace out all right Fish. all right oh all right. Uh, welcome back you know to the fight podcast i'm your host serge vicente and you guys just listen to my exclusive interview with wanda Cracking adams super dope dude and again now as you guys see it, it's crazy crazy we're around it um again it's the fight pass, uh, the fight pocket the fight cast the fight past- uh, is it brought to you each and every week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring. Sign up at Sage Eats at www.sageeatschicago.com. Apply a promo fight for 20% off your first three months. Still to come, I'm doing my picks for uh, this week's uh, upcoming fights. Um, And remember, again, follow The Fight Podcast on all social media platforms, at The Fight Podcast, and support the show (laughs) by checking me out on the website, www.thefightpodcast.com. And guys, remember to interact with me on social media, ask questions, and every week, we have our um, Insta story polls uh, And we break it down Each and every week at the end Of the fight podcast Alright That's a little loud, my bad <laughs> uh, Fight news <clears throat> It's been some wild things in MMA uh, People are changing their minds Things are going back and forth And um, We talked about it a, Two weeks ago Prospect, stud, up and coming star, Yair Rodriguez, um, the winner of the Ultimate Fighter Latin America, the the owner of the one of the most epic knockouts you ever see um, against um, Andre Touchyfeely. Yair was slated. To our uh, he was let me rephrase that a few weeks ago, he was cut by the UFC, according to Breck Akamoto. He's ESPN's incredible analyst. Um, He was supposed to go ahead, and the UFC asked him, in their words, to take a fight with um, Lamas um, at 145 pounds. And then they wanted him to fight against Zabit Mamogromedov. And he turned the fights down, according to Dana White in the UFC. So they cut him. Dana said, if you don't want to take fights, you got to get up out of here. Uh, and people were shocked. He had his first big loss in his career against the MMA god, Frankie Edgar. And honestly, taking an L to Frankie isn't anything to be sad about. Frankie Yeager has done this for honestly about a decade now. So the fact that this up-and-coming prospect lost to Frankie showed Yeager that he actually had a lot of work to do. And he also had a couple injuries, so he took about a year off. And honestly, that's what you should do. You should go out there and actually retool. If you feel as if, again, this is these guys' livelihoods. Everybody, you gotta get better. This is like people, like I said, going. You you want to get paid more? People end up getting more degrees, and again, that takes time. So the fact that the UFC ended up cutting him, and it was a little weird story, like it was on again, off again, uh, he wanted to take the fight with Lamas, he didn't want to take the fight with Lamas, um, and then when the Sabit fight came, they cut him, didn't make sense. But... Seems like the UFC in typical Dana White fashion is reneging on that. And Zabit seems like he is, I'm sorry, not Zabit, Yair is back. They have rescinded his um, suspension, his his being cut. And now it seems if he's going to end up fighting Zabit in UFC 228 uh, in a couple months. Um, If this is true... And they it's, it's said, some things are, you know, ironed out. Um, I will say this. I give Yair a lot of props for actually going out there and taking the fight. And actually, not just taking the fight. Because at the end of the day, Zabit, we've seen he's an absolute killer. And the fact that Yair got cut, they brought him back and is still willing to take the fight... Shows what kind of animal he is. I love it. Um, thank goodness he's fighting still for the UFC. And at the end of the day, again, salute to everybody involved. Because if Yair was not in the UFC fighting against those caliber guys, the 145-pound weight class at the UFC... 145, 155, 17 or 170. These are some of the best divisions ever. This roster that the UFC currently has is incredible. And the fact that we have so many high caliber guys, is great and that's why I'm happy Yair is still there there's so many possible matchups that are coming up Um, he could end up fighting Zabit he could fight Frankie again he can fight the Don himself the champ Max Holloway it's great, so I cannot wait to see what goes happens and uh, salute to everybody so involved. So in this get matchup, this back going, an um, entire twenty five minutes and in two incredible strikers. Only there was only sixteen combined significant strikes in the entire fight. Darren Till landed thirty eight. Stephen Thompson landed thirty. He outlanded his, you know, he Till outlanded his uh, uh, Thompson nine to six in round two. He outlanded him nine to eight in round three, and nine to three in round five. While Till. Only and I'm sorry, I meant Thompson outlanded Till, uh, but Till outlanded Thompson five to four in one and eight to seven in round four. So if we're just looking at like the numbers and who is winning round around, round, um, it seems like Wonderboy won three rounds to two most people who actually paid attention to this fight and we I'm talking about watching Joe Rogan's um fight companion and uh just looking at the Twitter response from a lot of individuals um most individuals felt that Darren Till lost the fight after looking at it a number of times I absolutely feel that I can make a case for both guys I can't be mad just because okay. there was really in no. the world of boxing, uh, yeah, no, not as much uh, MMA news as we we thought. <laughs> but I uh, uh, actually uh, we're going to talk about some stuff, especially when it comes to uh, the fights last weekend in our recap. Uh, but in boxing, uh, which I love talking about. My one of the the have one one side of the awesome coin that is the Charlo twins. Um, was officially the WBC has officially named Jermall Charlo the mandatory for Gennady Golovkin's belt. Um, this is huge. So, it seems like the fight in September with Canelo, the uh, sauce of taco, you know, all the stuff he had going, he had the the... He had the, the tacos that he said were tainted, and he ended up uh, failing multiple tests for Um That fight doesn't seem like it's going to be happening. Um, it seems as if, and again, I'll talk about this in a moment also, if that fight doesn't happen for Canelo, it seems like he'll end up fighting um, the, the, the Brit... Um, uh, Saunders over there um, but more importantly again Charlo is going to be slated to fight Triple G I love it I'm so happy about this um, I think Jermall is the best boxer at 160 pounds he's incredible knock a power in both hands Incredible speed, he's super intelligent in there. The way he breaks his fighters down meticulously is is almost like something I've never seen. Um, Again, a super explosive, super fast, and now he is the mandatory for Triple trip with G in September. So, with that being said, I want you guys to hear what Jamal actually said about this.
0: What happened? Um, WBC made me made me feel a lot hopeful about the fight. You know, hopefully yeah. it happens. Golovkin is definitely in charge. I'm not even one of those guys to try to. I'm not gonna land on him or not nothing that he, he got going on. He's the best in the world, strong, one of the strongest fighters in the world. Golovkin is the man. Like think about it, look, everybody like him. Nobody want to see me fight him. Cause I'm, be like, I'm a fighter. You gotta put up a fight with me, It's not gonna just like. Knock me out. You're not that shit. That's gonna be way harder than you think. So let's just as hard as it is for me to knock out the left hand, it's just gonna be just the same. I'm not worried about the left hand. I'm gonna be in tip top shape, be in tip-top concentration. It's gonna be a different ball game, right? Like it's a different day and era. The left hand is Tom, you know, out through him with the new uh flight like war. Leave like Ward. Yeah. That's, that's, that's i want to do that. Who wouldn't want to do that? Leave like Ward. That should be like the motto, like for boxers out there, young boxers, be great for as long as you can be great. And when it's not you're not putting up that same explosiveness no one, yeah hey, leave like Ward. Leave that your best like hopefully Golovkin can watch that, because he didn't fight Ward.
1: So if not, then I'm right here. I'm gonna be in the division until you do So it is what it is. Ooh. Man, had to get my pusher tea in there. <laughs> this is great. I mean let me just pull up the tail of the, the tape and everything really quick. And again, uh, Jamal Charlo is 27 no, 21 KOs. Um, he's fighting out of Houston, Texas. He's a middleweight. He has just destroyed everybody in his path. Hugo Centeno Jr., Jorge Santa Ball, Julian Williams, Austin Trout, and the list goes on and on. He said something that was so keen. Again, remember, Jamal is not even 30 years old yet. Gennady Golovkin is about to turn 37. He has, and we have seen over the past couple fights, he's lost his step a little bit. Is this going to be the young lion taking out the grizzle vet? He's had his time. And as of right now, I'm going to be very, very honest with you. When these two fight, this fight will not end in a decision. Jamal Charlo will KO Triple G. He's the best in that division. And then as soon as we get Triple G up out of there, this is going to lead to Charlo fighting... Danny Jacobs. This is going to lead to him having fight, you know, fights with Lemieux and other individuals. This is great. This is great for boxing. And um, this is just what it is. It's how sports are. It's the changing of the guard. And he, Charles is here to change it for everybody. So I can't wait for this. This is going to be incredible. And... Um, Again, boxing in MMA right now, combat sports in general, kickboxing, everything. This is like a golden era. Look at it, look around. You have so many quality guys. Let me just start with boxing. We got Lomachenko. We got Mikey Garcia. You got Errol Spence Jr. We have the Charlo twins. We got all those heavyweight monsters. With Deontay Wilder, the British gentleman. Um, AJ, Anthony Joshua. And don't forget about still Luis Ortiz, Dylan Wyatt, Tyson Fury is coming back. This is the best time for boxing. This is incredible. But then you look at the other side. Look at MMA. There's so many matchups. Gagar Mousasi versus possibly Roy McDonald. We'll be talking about that a little bit in our fight breakdowns. You we have the possibility of Michael Venom Page fighting Paul Daly. Oh, the, the, the caliber of strikers is incredible. This weekend on a fight that I'm gonna break down a little bit: Jimmy Rivera versus Marlon Marias. There's so many great matchups. Oh, how do I forget? Stipe Miocic versus... Um, uh, whoa, why can't I think of his name? Uh, oh, DC, my bad. Daniel Cormier, a legitimate super fight. There's so many great matchups coming up within the next year, impossible matchups. We Combat sports is in a fantastic place. Uh, so... Keep listening to the Fight Podcast And I'm going to keep telling you guys about what's coming up Speaking of what's coming up well, you're listening to the Fight Podcast. <laughs> I'm Serge Vicente, and uh, it's really great you guys being here with me today. Um, we're brought to you each and every week by Sage Eats, and Sage Eats offers healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring. Um, check us out, www or check them out, my bad. Uh Apply promo code fight for 20% off your first three months. Um And again, we still have a lot of great show for you today. Uh, We have our big fight picks. We'll also see how I did on my picks last week. And I'll give you guys my picks for this week. Um, Moving right along. Let's recap last week's fights really quick. Um the big the big big talking point of this past week was the UFC Fight Night in Liverpool, Darren Till the 8th ranked um um welterweight in the UFC versus the number 1 ranked welterweight, Steven Wonderboy Thompson. This fight a lot of people well, let me let me let me set the stage for you guys. Darren Till is from Liverpool. The moment that the lights dropped and his face came up on the screen, you could almost feel the ground shaking. I, 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 I've, and again, it's a small arena in Liverpool. So the fact that, I mean, this place was physically jumping. At one point in time, the USC had to change camera feeds because you saw the camera kind of going back and forth. Um, great atmosphere. Um, the card itself, they had some entertaining matches, um, some guys that are up and coming, and then we will talk about in the future. But what I want to focus on is two major fights. I want to focus on the Darren Till versus Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. And then I'm also going to go ahead and give a salute to Neil Magny for his just utter destruction of uh, Craig White. So I'm going to get into that in a little bit. But first, the Wonderboy Till fight. This fight was had all the anticipation. Again, when they both got in there You can cut the tension with a knife any movement that these guys made Especially with two gentlemen who we know could end fights at any moment The fact that these guys are out here in the cage together. I had Butterflies just watching I was on the edge of my seat waiting for something to happen they get out there they're feeling each other around. And I'm going to be honest with you. I, the fight didn't live up to his expectations. These guys went out there, and for the first four rounds, I'm not going to lie to you, um, I did not have uh, Darren Till winning those rounds. Um, Wonder Boy. Okay, so uh, Darren Till ended up winning the fight unanimous decision, uh, upsetting Steven Wonderboy Thompson. So, if you look online, if you actually look at the fight, the first four rounds was a sparring match. These guys were, honestly, they they slapped five and gave each other hugs more than they actually put damage on one another. I love sportsmanship like anybody else. But it gets to a point in time Where you're like Yo guys This is a fight This is a cage fight We could be buddies And have a beer Afterwards But not during Not at all So they went out there um, I believe Stephen Wonderboy Thompson Was landing um, Really really solid shots Throughout Um he uh but one thing that he did and one thing that Darren Till was doing was that he continued coming forward. The more you come forward and and again, they people judges and a lot of these judges are trash. Just just straight garbage. And um the no pressing action um it, it was it was like he said a sparring session minus the fifth round darren hit till ended up landing a huge left hand back of the head of uh thompson dropped him but thompson got right back up and then they kept on going but that was absolutely the, the biggest strike of the fight um the majority of people don't believe that that you know uh, till one but again i'm not mad at it um I want to pull up exactly what Till said. And then here's another thing I want to talk about. Darren Till ended up losing fight or uh, uh, missing weight. He missed weight by four pounds to the point that, again, remember, this is a fight at 170 pounds. He could not be heavier than 188 pounds the next day. Yo, that's almost 20 pounds. It's almost 20 pounds that he still had as an advantage after after rehydrating. And let me tell you this: UFC fighters this year are eight and one eight and one when they miss weight. Yo, I don't know any better way to say this, but if you miss weight especially by that much it's cheating. It's just plain and simple. It's cheating. You have an advantage. One thing that Wonderboy said consistently was that, man, every time I tried to blitz forward, it just felt like I was hitting a brick wall. So it's interesting to see, but how does Darren Till feel? Does he feel as if now that he beat the number one guy, he deserves a title shot? This is what he said. Uh-huh. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and say... I miss, for starters, I miss weight, so I don't feel like I deserve a title shot. Anyway, I missed weight, so there you go right away. I don't deserve it, uh, the next shot of the title. I still feel like Stephen probably deserves it, maybe... Whoever wins out of the intro, maybe Steven or Isron, they, they deserve it more. I, I've just said this, I'm a fucking realist and, and I'll always stay, stay stay this way. I still want to beat them all in the division. You know, I want to come back, I want to put that weight thing behind me. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and say, I miss for stars. I miss. So, I, I'm not going to lie. I appreciate that. He knows he has some things to work on. So, he feels as if, like I said, he has to do his due diligence good for you he's right he doesn't deserve a title shot next and at the end of the day um he's had very very favorable matchups in the ufc Everyone he's fought as a striker now what happens if he fights against javier dos años Kamara usman and even as much as i'm not a huge fan Kobe covington I wanna know how he does with a powerful wrestler that could actually get him on the ground. So I can't wait to see this. And granted, Till is a purple belt, and he spent a lot of his time in in uh, in Brazil. So he's he's is you know proficient on the ground. But I wanna see what did Steven Thompson think about this fight? Rounds. Um
0: be controversial 3, maybe. I don't know, but uh, I felt like I had that kind of, I would hit and move, but uh, the only really good shot he had in was that one shot in the, what was it fourth or fifth round? Fifth round. Um, but other than that, man, it, it was it was pretty close. It, but, I, but I felt comfortable out there. I realized how big he was, so I knew I had to stay on my bike and keep moving.
1: I thought I... One thing, and this is the last thing I'm gonna say about this fight. Um, Wonderboy has to do a far better job of actually being aggressive. Um, It seems as if after he got bopped by um, Tyron Woodley, the champ, he is not as aggressive as he used to be. Um, He does have a counter-fighting style, uh, but it's it's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. But he needs to be be, uh, more aggressive in moving forward. Again, um, interesting fight. I would love to see them go at it again. I think they'll both be a little bit more loose if they go back at it. Uh, It's going to be great. All right. The other fight that I want to talk about on this one is the Gazelle, <laughs> Neil Magny. Neil is a beast. Neil's a beast, and um, one thing I didn't realize is who this guy's beaten. He's beaten only people. He's he's only people who's lost to is um, Lorenz Larkin, who. I mean, when Lorenz was, I mean, it was we it, is just a, uh, just like it is. he's the monsoon. He goes out there. He destroys people. And I don't think Neil's ready for that. And then he ended up losing to uh, Damian Maya. There's nothing wrong with that. So, I mean, this guy is a monster. He went out there in um, in short notice for Craig White. Craig White is from uh, England and he went out there and did work. Took him down right from the beginning. Rocked him with a big shot. Uh, Craig White didn't even seem like he belonged out there with him. A uh, great finish, great fight by uh, by Magny, and again, this hundred and seventy pound weight division in the UFC is ridiculous. The top twelve guys are the definition of world class. So, it's just going to be really, really dope to see what happens. There's so many matchups that are there for both guys, or for Magny. Um, And again, uh, those are the most prominent fights this week in the UFC. Uh, And again, I got to go with... um, And now, I guess we're talking about... uh, We're moving right along, just keeping it in England to uh, Bellator 200. Gegard Musashi before uh, versus the champ Rafael Cavario. So this whew, was a destruction. Gegard Musashi showed for everybody why he has been world class for the better part of a decade. Rafael Cavario is an incredible striker. He has beaten world class guys and Gigard sliced through that dude like a warm knife through butter. It, it wasn't even close. The atmosphere, again, in London was ridiculous. The British, I'm not gonna lie, man, they, they enjoy their fights. They really do. And they show up, and, they, and they're, like, live about it. It's great. So the atmosphere for the championship fight was was just incredible. You can see... The crowd visibly jumping up and down. You hear them chanting all those soccer hooligan chants they have over there. It was great. Gegard went out there, showed that on his on the feet, he was way more slick. Very patient, throwing nice long jabs in the, in the beginning. And then the moment that fight hit the ground, it, it, it was child's play. He went out there, and again, just like our prospect alert slash interviewer, uh, uh, Juan Adams, he took this dude down, and as soon as he got in, the ground and pound was devastating. Finishes Cavalier in the first round, it was incredible. Now, this is what I was excited about. After the fight, Gegard Musasi goes out there and calls out... One of, in my opinion, the best fighters in the world. He goes out there and wrecks, or he calls out Rory McDonald. Rory McDonald is the Bellator 170-pound welterweight champion. Again, I'm talking about welterweights again. I swear, welterweight division is the best division in fighting right now. He ends up calling him out, and he called him, <laughs> uh, he called him a chicken, pretty much. Afterwards, Roy McDonald re- uh, reacted via Twitter, saying, Gagar Musasi, congratulations on you your dominant victory." Scott Coker, Rich Chow, who is the uh, Scott Coker, president of Bellator, Rich Chow is the uh, matchmaker. I know you wanted a title defense for me before challenging at middleweight, but myself versus Musasi is the fight to make right now. So let's make it happen. I love this two of the best in the world actually wanting to compete against each other and how did Rory feel about a little bit of trash talk and, and the call out this is what he said on MMA Hour the one where they quoted him you know calling you a chicken did that piss you off well it's no I didn't get like too like angry about it I was just a little frustrated at the fact that they're not guaranteeing me this fight, yet they're promoting his challenge, calling me a chicken. So it, so in a sense, if they, de- they decide not to put this fight together, it's kind of like, like what could be perceived as I ducked his challenge, you know? But I don't want it to be like that. I, you know, I want it to be publicly known that
0: I want this fight as much as Musashi does. So, it really is in the hands of Bellator. That's pretty much what I was trying to get across, is that my decision is... They know my decision on this. I want to be in there. Usasi wants to be in there. So, now Bellator has to get it done.
1: Mm, Challenge. He went out there and just called out Bellator. He put Bellator's feet to the fire. So, I wholeheartedly believe that this fight will end up happening by the end of the year i can't wait all right the next fight on this card michael venom page was fighting david rickles david rickles we talked about it last week is a solid world-class fighter Michael Venom Page made him seem like he didn't even belong. Not only did he make him seem like he didn't even belong, Michael Venom Page made uh, Rickles quit in the first round. Like straight Lomachenko style. No mas, I don't want this anymore. He made this guy look bad, bloodied up his face with with just shot after shot. The accuracy. Oh, let me me get my push of T on. Went out there and just solid shots, hands down, so disrespectful and finished him. Michael Venom Page is one of the most exciting fighters in all of combat sports. And I cannot wait to see him fight the upper echelon. Speaking of the upper echelon, Paul Semtex Daly, another British incredible standout striker, calls him out. They've been calling each other out and Paul Daly said, you guys know who the real MVP is. You fight undersized slash over the hill fighters. All I've been fighting is the best in the world. Hashtag Bellator 200. Man, some shots. Sounds like Paul Deadly wants all the smoke. And you know what? Seems like Michael Venter Page wants it too. So, Bellator, you have to make that happen. That has to be the next fight. Once that fight comes up, I'll break it down a little bit more, but as a fan... Of combat sports and MMA, th- this fight's going to be incredible. uh last one I want to talk about is Phil Davis's head kick of London's very own Linden vassal. The fight itself wasn't the most entertaining. Both men didn't seem like they really wanted to engage. Um, both men honestly don't seem like they were like really trying to get a hit. But I can't knock with the results. Third round, Phil Davis was 100% winning the fight landing the harder more effective shots and then out of nowhere boom Rear leg roundhouse kick to the face to the face KO's Lyndon Vassal third round Lyndon's very own third round um he put himself uh Phil Davis that is put himself right back in the position to go ahead and challenge for that title I can't wait um I would love to see him versus Bader Albeit uh, for the third time. Um, but either there, see him kicking Mo. There are plenty of guys in that division that Phil Davis could fight. Um, good stuff. Again, salute to Phil Davis. All right, we're listening to the Fight Podcast. I'm your host, Serge Vicente. And, uh, yo, yeah, it's really, really great being here with you guys today. Uh, the fight, as you guys know, is brought to you each and every week by Sage Eats. Check Sage Eats out at www.sageechicago.com and apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off your first three months. Um, Still to come, I'm gonna do my my picks, and we're also gonna talk about UFC Utica. You know what, man? Forget it. Let me just jump into it now. UFC Utica is awesome. It's actually, um, it should be a very very entertaining card. Uh, it is headlined by Marlon Marias versus Jimmy Rivera. Both of these gentlemen have been consistently Killing a game for a very, very long time. Um, let me just show you guys these guys and what they've been doing. It's ridiculous. Jimmy Rivera, twenty-one and one versus Marlon Mariah is twenty-five and one. These guys are the best of the best, guys. Like it's serious. Uh, Jimmy Rivera. Let me just check this out. His last few couple fights. Beats Thomas Almeida, beats UFC legend, MMA legend, MMA god Uriah Faber. He he's he's incredible, man. Marlon Marais, his last fight highlight real head kick KO of star. Honestly, he's a star. Aljamain Sterling. This fight is uh, happening at 135 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's going to be incredible. Uh, these guys, again, age, Jim Rivera, 28 years old, Marlon Rice, 30, height, you know, they're inch off, reach inch off, very, very well-rounded. Uh, the picks, these guys, again, both guys can do everything. Both guys can wrestle, both guys can strike. Um, Looking at it, people might think that Marlon Marais is more of a uh, athletic guy, but don't sleep on Jimmy. He comes out of New York um, uh, with Tiger Showman Gun over there, um, same camp that produced uh, Uriah Hall. And I am be very, very, very honest with you guys. I see this fight. You know what? I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm biased. I'm very biased on this fight. I think this fight's gonna be great, and I might still pick my pick regardless. But Jimmy Rivera, is Puerto Rican. I'm Puerto Rican. I'm going con lo mio. I'm going with my people. So, Marlon, I'm a huge fan. Salute to you, sir. I have Jimmy Rivera winning. I'm be honest with you. Yes, I'm biased and. I don't care. If I'm saying it. This is the, I, I, I will 100% cheer for a Puerto Rican over anybody else. <laughs> he's great. He's great. And, but not only am I cheering for him because he's freaking, uh, I'm cheering for him because honestly, I think this dude might be the future of the division. Um, I would love to see him fight TJ Dillashaw in the future. I think that fight would be incredible. Um, next fight on the card. uh, Giuseppe versus Bussell. Um Very, very entertaining matchup. Uh, I have to say that these guys are... I, I have to go with Giuseppe. Uh, he, he's, I think he's more well-rounded. I, I think he's just, just, just an incredible, great, incredible talent. Uh, the fights after that... Let's see. We, we have Walt Harris... Versus uh, Spitz Um, I think Walt is just more athletic I think he's a bigger guy I think he's heavy handed And um, I I see him finishing uh, Spitz In uh, probably I can see a second round KO After that We have Jake Ellenberger Versus Ben Saunders Whoa man that's like the the, the 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 vets league the uh, the old man league or something <laughs> uh, but i have to say this that fight both were on the guys um ben Saunders obviously has better jiu-jitsu yeah maybe but he's definitely no more known for that in his long rangey striking Jake ellenberg is known for his incredible power and his powerful wrestling I'm going with Jake Ellenberger. I think Jake Ellenberger has reinvented himself. He's over there training with T.J. Dillashaw, and he's also training with my boy over there, the Spaniard. Um, I 100. Um, I have uh, Jake Ellenberger winning this fight. And um, the other one, the last fight I want to talk about is Smiling Sam Alvey versus John Volante. Um, Sam Alvey, great, great judo, good, good power. Uh, Vellante, great wrestling, incredible power, also. I always go wrestling over the um, the judo. He ha- he has size, he has speed, and he's fighting in his backyard. He's fighting in New York. So I'm gonna go ahead and uh, I'm going for uh, Alvey that fight. Um, So that that honestly guys is the only fight card of the, the week. I was anticipating for the uh <laughs> for the Showtime card to be uh that week, but no, it's it's absolutely um the only fight card of the weekend and the fight is actually on Friday night. So uh don't forget to check that out. It's it's going to be a really really entertaining fight card. I mean, it's on FS1. It's going to be stacked. So uh I can't wait for that. All right. This week's takeaways. Uh, number one, we've talked about it with Darren Till. We've talked about it with Mackenzie Dern. If you miss weight, you are cheating. Anything more than a pound, that you shouldn't have, you shouldn't be able to fight. They need to scrap the fight, and uh, you need to get what you need to give your purse one hundred percent to the other person. Yes. People said that Till had like his wife is having a baby. And and that's stressful. I get it. But Darren Till makes his name by saying that, you know, I'm just bigger. I'm the gorilla. I'm this big guy. You can't miss weight if that's what you're saying, because it just looks bad, man. So, again, I'm a huge Darren Till fan and I 100 percent. Believe that he could and probably should end up being champion uh, for the welterweight division of UFC. You can't miss weight though, and the fact that UFC fighters are eight and one who have missed weight this year shows a lot. Takeaway number two: boxing, MMA. This is the best time, and I'm be honest with you: this year we will see. How special the Charlo twins are. I've been championing these dudes for a while. And 100% I see next week. Jamel Charlo is fighting Austin Trout. I see him finishing him. And not only that. Later on this year. I see Jamal Charlo. Making easy money. Off of Gennady Golovkin. Yes For some of us that might be blasphemous I don't care It's the truth And wait And watch And see So um, Thank you Everybody so so much Um, This is This week's episode Of the Fight Podcast Um, Episode 16 Again we are brought to you each and every week By Sage Eats um, 20% off your first three months uh, With a promo code FIGHT Healthy Meal Prep Fitness Mentoring Remember to follow The Fight Podcast On all social media platforms At The Fight Podcast And follow me at Serge Vicente Support the show by checking out www.thefightpodcast.com And listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud this has been fun. Also, I want to thank um, Juan Adams for coming on the show. Uh, super, super appreciative. Thank you for uh, for uh, your time. And uh, really, I hope you guys enjoyed his, his, uh, his interview. And um, this is week 16, episode 16 of the Fight Podcast. Peace out.